I don't know if you heard that, but uh, <laughs> welcome to Jeff Takes. My name is Simon, and uh, we're a podcast that's going to cover all of Stargate, starting with the end of the first Stargate thing, which is the Stargate movie. Uh, joining us this week, we have a uh, newcomer to Stargate, Eric. Yeah, it's kind of up to you whether or not they hear that. Yeah, it is. It is up to me. I'm editing that. This is going well. This is going really well. I'm going to have a fun time editing all You're of this. You're doing great. Keep going. Awesome. We have Gatehead Kavika. <laughs> Hi. I... Okay. And we have we have upset non-Gatehead, Jimmy Dean. I, 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 I protest that title. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, the fandom is older than you. Well, I mean, it's older than the podcast. It's 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 older than your knowledge of the the term. Uh, I don't think like we can we can like workshop it and find a new term and maybe like submit it to the authority and like the, the Stargate fandom is going to be like, who are you and what is a podcast? Um, <laughs> Please start drafting a letter to Richard Dean Anderson right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's all the way into that. He for sure doesn't hate everyone talking to him about Stargate all the time by now. Um, I want to talk to him about Legend. <laughs> we have newcomer to this podcast and also newcomer to Stargate, Zach. Hello. I don't know what a Jaffa is. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I guess you haven't even like, because I, I kind of like, caught people up on a bunch of like lore in the first two episodes of this but the Jaffa is the name of the soldier guys that are that serve the the Gwauld so the Gwauld are the god alien guys okay. like Ra okay. and their soldiers are the Jaffa so that's so, and, and then the pun uh, in the title of this podcast is you see there's Jaffa cakes so, which are a kind of cookie so I've <laughs> so what's funny is I understood it was a pun because I have heard of Jaffa cakes and I assumed yep. that that was a lore thing, but I also don't know what a Jaffa cake is. So yeah, it's a it, it's a little soft cookie that is like uh, covered in chocolate, and there's like some kind of filling in it. I think the filling Are is very familiar so with zingers. Yeah, I know zingers. Is it just that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's soft cookies with either fruit, like cherries or okay. berries I mean, or I like caramel in there. No, I think they, they're from the like the Middle Eastern region. That's what they're from originally. I'm if I'm not mistaken. These Jaffa cakes. Would you describe them as being circular in nature? Yes. Yes. Like a we're, like a we're, ring. We're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could say that. I, I I don't know if this is this is pure speculation, but perhaps the Stargate SG One sh uh, showrunners uh, like Bra uh, Brad Wright and uh, what's his name, the other guy that started. The, the show, I, I forgot, I'm sorry. Anyway, they, they they probably looked into their pantry while they were naming all the things in the first episode and came <laughs> up with that. Like, if I... This is just a guess. So, anyway, maybe. So, um, I, I'm sorry, I do have one more question and then we can do the show. <laughs> uh, but, mm -hmm. so, the, 
his soldiers are not i thought they were just other like humans that he was like you guys get to be my soldiers but no then aha yeah you would think that but this is one of the many lore things that is expanded further upon later on like the jaffa are essentially humans that have been taken uh, that have been taken over, not, not taken over, but they're, they're basically like incubators for the gold larvas. So they have them in their bellies and they're oh. like keeping, keeping them like okay. until they're nice and mature so that they can take over a human gross. as a gold. So that that, that's the deal I hate with them. That. It is very gross. <laughs> you, you get to see it like next time, next Lots episode. Of times. Lots yeah, of times. Lots of times. Because one of the main characters of the show is a Jaffa, so we get to hear and see all about it. Um, they sound like gross Dax from Star Trek. Yeah, yes. gross yeah. Dax yes. or, yes. or yes. worse yur- Yurks somehow. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't like yeah. it. They're basically like, what, what if uh, what if Trills were evil? That's the gold in the nutshell, if you, if you want to get down to it. Fair enough. Except, you know, they, they, they fully suppress their hosts and take over their bodies entirely instead of living in, yeah, like, nice yeah. symbiosis with them. Anyway, most of them do, which is a whole thing. Like, more of that in, le- in season two of the show. Um, anyway, yeah, there's lots of Stargate lore. Uh, I think, like, most of what's left of this movie is action scenes, so I, I, I pretty much already covered all the future lore. And yeah, stuff about, it's interesting. But who knows? I knew there was a lot of lore, but, like, this movie mm-hmm. does not have much lore in it. That's no, very it doesn't little. care. And like, the, yeah. the, 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 that's what's, like, this I, is I old mentioned school. before. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to hate this movie when I first saw it as a teenager who liked Stargate SG-1, and I was upset at all the ways it was like worse than the shows or different from the show. And now that I'm a grown adult, I can realize that this came out three years before the show, and there was no show to contradict, it, so it's fine that it does whatever it wants. It reminds me of people who really like the, the like prequel Star Wars movies and then criticize the originals for like not having <laughs> yeah, enough it's, enough it's, like it's similar stuff. to that and it's like yeah because they didn't care they were just like yeah <laughs> totally yeah 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 um anyway uh zach since like i know you well because we are oh. both on teenagers with attitude which yeah. is a power rangers we watch podcast which uh listeners you should also subscribe to uh hi first of all hello, hello. hi how are you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Stargate, I guess. Okay, um, I'm Zach. I uh, host Teenagers with Attitude. We are currently doing Lost Galaxy, which is a season I've never seen. And I, I'm sure you maybe mentioned this, or, or maybe you didn't, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, watching that, I think, is what made you want to do this, because it, that it was that season of... of uh, of Power Rangers is like very low budget '90s sci-fi, and it really yep. reminds me of this. And also, mm-hmm. um, so for me and, and Stargate, I've never seen any Stargate. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, it's really strange. I have a huge amount of nostalgia for '90s TV sci-fi, and I've never watched Great. really any of them. Like. <laughs> all the way through. Like, I've seen episodes of Farscape. I've seen episodes of this. Uh-huh. I've seen episodes of Babylon 5. Never watched any of them all the way through. The only one I have seen all of is Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is kind of a different yeah. thing. It's like the same era, yeah. but, like, you know, it's a, it's a Star Trek, so it's a little different. But, like, mm-hmm. I have a ton of nostalgia for, like, finding one of these on TV at, like, 3 p.m., 
but like yeah. I never really watched that much of any of them. So yeah, yeah, this is great. It's Stargate is great. I like lo- I like it a lot. I had a, one I've... of my closest friends in college had a a a tattoo of the Earth symbol from this nice. that I I knew it was from Stargate, but didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I he always tried to get me to watch it. And this is not any shame on mm. him. It was just one of those, like, yep. you have pitched this at me too hard, and now I will not watch it. <laughs> yeah. Now I, yeah, I get that. Everyone has a friend that did something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes someone is trying too hard to push something on you, and then you hate it just because that's, he this showed, person won't shut he up about it. he showed me an, a, a sequel. Uh, actually, here, I'll amend this. The only scene I have seen of Stargate that's not from this movie is... Uh, a scene in which Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson are in it. <laughs> and he yes. thought that would sell me. And I was like, God. dude, I'm so out. I'm so uh, not I have, to, I have to confess, I used to think that scene was awesome when I first <laughs> well, saw sure, it. That course. was a while ago. Yes. Fact, I, yeah. I, I presumed you were the biggest Tyson head. Well, you know, I did like Neil deGrasse Tyson before this, you know, A, the irritating Twitter presence and B, the maybe uh-huh. sexual predator stuff. So yes. uh, yep. admittedly, yeah, sure. Maybe that would have worked, except it's just one of the I, like cameo shit like that just always turns me off. So it, it did not work. Mm. Yeah. Well, I got good news for you. That scene is from deep into Stargate Atlantis. Good. We're yeah. super far away from okay, that. Great. So. <laughs> sorry to disappoint the grass heads <laughs> yeah sorry about the grass that heads. The, the, the grass heads you the are, grass, no those, those would be the grassy fans so I don't know if you're a grass head the, go touch grass that's that's what you need to do yeah, yeah also, he might try to touch you <laughs> also <laughs> God. also blaze it nice yeah, we're three uh-huh. days away from 420 as, as of this recording so almost there everyone grass heads Keep it up. You're doing God's work. So I picked um, the episode where everyone dies at the beginning of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but also, among death, there is life. We're going to get into it. Uh, yeah, so I'm start- I think like I stopped. Okay, yeah, there's the scene where their gliders are flying away from the city. Yeah. Uh, okay, so th- this is exactly the point where we stopped last time. So we open on a big bummer uh, <laughs> that the natives of this planet have suffered the retaliation for the perceived slight that Ra has received at the hands of the humans from Earth at this point, which is mostly, I don't even, like, his problem with them is basically that they don't worship him as a god, basically, and that can't possibly be tolerated. He he hasn't seen, like, their party and them being friends with each other at this point. He just wants to kill some humans at this point, I guess, and he's sent his gliders over to bomb the shit out of the the Abidonian city, did you, which is a bummer. Did you describe the bombing of a city as a bummer? I mean, it's, it's a bummer. It it's a, a bummer. bummer also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it does suck. <laughs> Jimmy Dean, tell me about how much you like and enjoy and, like, have a smile on your face as you watch these people be decimated by space lasers. I mean, like, everyone was jiving, and then it suddenly was like a Downersville with the bomb shots. Pass me the vape stick, brah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No vape stick. It's the 90s. Only cigarettes. Um, <laughs> You're lucky we have yeah. filters on these cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is like the mid '90s, so filters were absolutely de rigueur. 
Um, so Skara is walking through the ruins of his city because, uh, as we saw last time, he was out of town looking at the crate of guns when, the, when all this came down. Um, and he walks back uh, over to his sister and uh, we get some subtitled dialogue now, even though Daniel isn't here. I guess through Daniel, we, the audience, have learned to recognize their language. Um, so he, he goes up to Shaori and asks her, Shaori, what happened here? And she tells him, like, yeah, you know, Ra punished us. He does that. And he doesn't understand why. He's there. No, wait, she's worried about Daniel. Uh, of course, we've seen Daniel is dead, so she's right to be worried about him. Um, at this point, Skara doesn't know this anyway. Uh, I think it's for them at this point, it's pretty safe to assume all the Earth people just got killed by the Goa'uld. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. Uh, he, he walks over to his dad, who looks at him, very sorrowful uh, look in his eyes, and he, sh- he tells him, ah, fucked up, we fucked up, y'all, son, uh, we helped him. I mean, help them is a big word, like, <laughs> he, he threw a party, and he tried to offer his daughter to them, and th- that was, I guess, enough to earn the wrath of God. But also, he gave them lizard chicken! Yeah, he gave them chicken, <laughs> which James Fader was very yep. excited about, but also, yes. uh, the, thi- the thing is, if Ra, I guess I don't know exactly the level to which he's surveilling them, but they explicitly thought they were emissaries of Ra. So, like, that yeah, seems unfair first, that they've punished them to that level. But Yeah, I mean, Ra is not a fair yeah, god. Yeah, he sucks. I think That's it's fair true. To say. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> like, they're, they're pretty used to wrath at this point, I'm pretty sure. So, this is this is them connecting dots, I guess. Well, they were nice. They couldn't possibly have been gold. Uh, we knew this shit was too good to be true. Uh, also, like, uh, when Daniel tr- was trying to communicate with them and drew stuff in the sand, and Kasuf was like, no, 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 oh, don't right, do that. Yeah. He clearly thought that Ra was watching them, or maybe this was some kind of secret test, and I don't know. He, he thinks they failed somehow. Um, anyway, we cut over to aboard the Gold mothership, and, well, we're recording this on April 17th, which, which is Easter Sunday, everyone. Oh, yeah. And guess what? <laughs> He, has, he is risen. He has risen, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jackson lives again all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, that, that that didn't last very long, the whole death fake out, I guess. It wasn't really a fake out, but he did. Um, well, there's only, was, there's only 40 minutes left in the movie, you know? Right, they, they have to get to the point and the climax at this point. Uh, there's still some exposition to do before that, and Ra needed someone to exposit to at this point, because he just put him in his sarcophagus and fully healed and brought him back from the dead. So so, so I fully believe watching this movie that Ra has uh, equivalent to the same technology as the honey bats in Assass- or Wanted that the assassins use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's even more... I, I don't know. I don't remember if in Wanted it can literally bring people back from death. Well, it seems like yeah, they I, throw them in there right after they get killed. Like, you couldn't just Okay, yeah, someone. and it still works. Okay, yeah, that's that's roughly equivalent. These uh, sarcophagi will heal any reasonable injury back to perfect health, up to and including, like, recent death. Like, like if a body is completely obliterated or has been dead and decayed for a, a hundred years, that's not going to work or anything. Right. But, it, like, bullet holes, no problem. I, I guess it was a laser blast in his case. Uh, even, like, I guess fixed the stitching in his clothes that, like, uh, do we see the hole? No, there's there? a hole. Okay, there's you, a hole. You see a hole. Yeah. There is a hole. 
yeah, that's kind of inconsistent yeah, as we go along. <laughs> so it's important to know the, the places where they cared enough to put a hole in their clothes because <laughs> they do show it. They had the budget uh, to ruin clothes in this. Yeah, they did. I, I mean, think they do it a, like it's fatigues. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're about to give a bunch of exposition, and that's good. But mm-hmm. I there's one piece of exposition they don't give uh, that I mm-hmm. need to know, which is that mm-hmm. as Daniel uh, gets out of this sarcophagus, he sees a child who is holding a cat. Mm-hmm. Now, I yep. know that there was some exchange between the Gaul and the humans culturally mm-hmm. are cats yep. from space i think cats are from earth because <laughs> like one running theme with the gold is that they don't actually bring anything of value they just steal everything oh, they and own they say they so, did it yeah got it yeah so they take credit for it so my guess is they probably stole a bunch of cats from earth because egyptians liked them a bunch and they were like well these are all right i guess <laughs> these are fine so- so yeah, th- this exposition scene between Ra and uh, Jackson, I I feel like it's a little unrealistic that Jackson has learned their like <laughs> proto Egyptian language so quickly. Effectively, I wish we had seen a scene close to the Thirteenth Warrior, where Antonio Banderas <laughs> just picks up the language. Like, if we uh-huh. just got ten seconds of that, I think I would be okay with him suddenly being able yeah. to converse. Well, they kind of yeah, I mean, do he... that, because when he meets um, Shaori in the temple, mm-hmm. he does say, like, oh, I know this, but, like, I didn't know how to say yeah. the words. It, yeah, yeah, but he, he doesn't He doesn't tell Ra that he at least knows who his mother is, you know? That's true. That's, no. Yes. I mean, Even I mean, though he doesn't. Because that, he's a foster child. That, that'd be like if I could speak Spanish, but I mispronounced every single word. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. That's how I speak it, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> we did mention it that, like, you know, Daniel is an Egyptologist and an anthropologist and whatever. He's got whatever degree their story requires him to have at this point. But uh, the he's like, he, he knows how to read hieroglyphs. But one of the actual real things about hieroglyphs is that there were none for vowel sounds. So, like, people know how to read hieroglyphs in real in real life, but they don't actually know how to pronounce it because there's no vowel sounds anywhere. And that's one of the things he says, well, I could read that this whole wall and I just needed someone who speaks it next to me to say the words and now I understand everything because I just needed, like, to know five more sounds that are not recorded on <laughs> right, these things. Right, and now I got it. Uh, I mean, it yeah. kind of, I also agree that he gets it immediately but also daniel mm-hmm. appears to have some weird super intelligence because the yeah. the the leaps they make with the symbols and shit is are so wild yeah. that it's, it's like okay yeah, whatever they, well, they they go he, he goes within one day from completely unable to even tell when someone says this is good referring to a, like a chocolate bar to being <laughs> able to hold entire conversations with Ra the sun god and like when we get to the series it's not even subtitled anymore everyone just speaks english so yeah. completely abstracted this whole language barrier thing but it's you know it's fun it, it's just like a plot device to get them to have some uh white savior stuff in this movie right. i guess and to have the natives have a language which is Always in the back of your mind when watching this uh, this series. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's more of it, even though it doesn't really prevent it from being a good show when it's good, but it's, it is there. It's a 90s sci-fi thing written by white people, and you can tell. Right. So he um, explains, I guess this is technically the next time we cut back to him, but he explains, like, 
yep, I'm from space and I stole a human body. In this, it, they <laughs> sort of more make it sound like possession, but I guess later it yeah. they clarify. I mean, they, they make it look like that too because he has like a weird alien face before he's a human, which is something like I discussed that can kind of fit Fanon in a weird way in the previous episode, but it's not really how that whole thing works. But is, like, that's... Is this the scene where Ra claims he invented human civilization? Oh yeah, he does yeah. He does claim that, and he would claim that, even though it's not true, because he's actually stole it. Yeah, I, I in my notes, told him, uh, Ra, pump your brakes. Uh, there were, <laughs> yeah. there were numer- numerous civilizations around the Earth that were beyond the horizon uh-huh. of ancient Egypt. I mean, you, you like, idiot. most... most- most human civilization developed before ancient <laughs> Egypt to begin with. So, like, he, he came in, like, with already, like, 80% of the job done for him. And then he just stole everything that was there, claimed credit for it. Uh, he, like, his whole deal, the whole aesthetic, his name, he just stole that from Egyptian mythology. He just took, well, these pyramids look cool. Uh, I'm going to make my ship look like that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I will say, I, I, I understand that they clarify this. It, and mm-hmm. I really like that because i think mm-hmm. at, when i was watching this i thought it was closer to like the thor marvel stuff where it's like this yeah. is raw basically and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. hearing that they're just shitty assholes who's like <laughs> who just stole all this stuff and are like yeah totally i'm yeah. a god whatever like that actually uh-huh. i like that a lot that's that's they're, good they're- yeah it is it, they're just conquistadors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're they're like I, I I compare them to the British Empire. They went to Egypt and stole Egypt. That that's what they did, but from space. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so he's... yeah, that that's kind of a bullet dodge, like that the that the series do, the, does when they realize that they kind of like were based on a whole racist conspiracy theory, and we better do something about that. Uh, it's not perfect. Like for example. Uh, it turns out the white people gods are good and the brown people gods are bad. That's a problem. Oh, no. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, did he know about, does he know about the bomb yet? Or, cause he's, uh, he does. He, cause okay. does Ra? they've already, yeah, they've, Ra has, uh, you want, you want to know if Daniel knows about it? Uh, no, he tells Daniel, I, think, like, I know that, but, but yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Uh, if, the thing is that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. There, there was a scene where they go back to the Stargate uh, in the middle of it because O'Neill's like, well, there's aliens and shit now. Uh, no more excuse. We need to blow this up. And he like just asks Daniel to follow him without explaining right, anything. Yeah. Opens the crate and he says, oh, shit, it's gone. And Daniel is what? what is gone? What are you talking yeah. about? So that's, and that's, now that's probably that also why now. he bombed uh, the, the city because he. Yeah. So it, oh, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. It's like uh, you have a nuke here, so yeah, fuck that. That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, but then he tells Daniel that the reason he brought him back to life—this may technically be the next scene. Uh, yeah, th- is that he wants him to kill his buddies so that yeah. his peasants won't question his authority. Now I know that, yeah. that they need to bring him back to life for the movie, but what a bad plan! Mm-hmm. Just like <laughs> All right, so it's for propaganda, but yeah, there, there's there's only sure. one reading that I accept of this scene, and it's that uh, James Spader is still so charming that Raw would like to <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, the Damn. eyes, the like he's given an almost classic Spader kind of stare down. Yeah, uh, they, during they, this conversation, yeah. Yeah. and they they could have kind of like here's a plot they should have thought of doing but didn't. Raw looks at Daniel Jackson and says. 
you know, I've been in this body for like 5,000 oh, yeah. years now. Maybe I can like just take over this yeah, new one. This and one. like all the, yeah. all the people here love this guy. So I could just like move over from there he's, and he's, become he's their got new god. Such god <laughs> To, yeah, <laughs> to, to upgrade from Twink to Spader, man, what a move! Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they don't do that. This is not text. This is just uh, would have been a better story, a better excuse to it for it. Anyway, um, the, the, it could still have gone with the "I want you to kill your friends" plan, which is also super dumb because it involves putting a deadly weapon. Yeah, in his hand, because he but... gives him a fucking gun. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, yep. like yeah, so, shoot your friends and no one but, else, please. But actually, the more like learning. It's really strange learning that this is how their race works, that they are just like, like again, like you said, conquistadors, mm-hmm. paints this whole movie different for me because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not, he's dumb. Like, he's not actually yes. very smart. Like that, that yeah. yeah. And that's, to, to get back to lore, that becomes a whole running thing where everyone is like, this guild is so fucking dumb. Like, you can just appeal to their ego all the time and it <laughs> never fucking fails. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's their fatal character flaw. Is well, they're and be, and completely convinced. They, yeah, and because they only steal, they've yeah. never developed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. They're bad at at, at adapting and actually coming up with any innovations, which becomes a problem when they run into twentieth century humans who have nukes and shit, and like they've never had to prepare for anyone who does that have right. that. Right. Um, so- so they we do we get a quick scene where Shari and uh I'm sorry is Scar is that his name? Scara. Scara. Uh, yeah. Uh yep. just or like oh they're going to execute him and then we cut to yep. said execution and I just wanted to say uh I think all the special effects in this movie are pretty cool. The raw mm-hmm. head thing is dope. I love I love that <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. It's great and it's 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 kind of a shame that they don't have that in the series because they don't have the budget for that cool effect the, anymore. The coolest one is the bird heads with the yeah, little feathers yeah, yeah. that move around. That's the, the it, coolest. It, it, it just fucking disappears. Like what they have in the series instead of that is snake heads that kind of just pop, pop open. open. Yeah. yeah. And like they, they still look kind of cool, but they're not like high budget I mean, special I get effects it. the it's, way they are in this. But, but yeah, the, the snake heads are what. I did know about like visually what I knew about Stargate, yeah. so I didn't yeah. know that it had they had these other ones in the in the movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we cut over to the execution. Ross uh, walks out of his palace in full head mask uh, gear, like regalia, like oh yeah, badass stuff. They I- they walk Daniel out be- right behind him. They shares a glance with. O'Neill and the other ones. You can kind of see like Daniel staring at O'Neill and like trying to communicate with his eyes. You brought a fucking <laughs> nuke man. What the fuck? Um, I, I do have a note, uh, which is yeah. every single outfit Ra wears in this film is fucking dope as hell. Yeah, oh, it's great. Like, this, is, this is Pharaoh shit you, and it's, it looks did good. Did you talk about the the weird, or I don't know if you know, but the weird like behind the scenes stuff with the actor who plays Ra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all, all the scenes where he has the mask is not him. Yeah, in and there. That he, he was hated, he was fucking hated acting and like yeah, but he a, took like a good sorry a, a, a huge sum to be in this movie. Yeah, even yes. though he hated because yeah, yeah, Roland Emmerich really wanted him because he was like kind of hot in Hollywood. Well, that's the because thing is, I, I was going to say the thing that makes him work is he does look. He's one of those people yeah. who's like so beautiful that it's like weird. 
So yeah, and he yeah. acts above it, and like almost he he always looks kind of angry that he's even there and has to deal with this shit, and that works for the character. Right, and putting him in those those dope outfits, as you said, like works really well. So yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, he had a, a deep well of contempt to draw from. Yes, totally. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's a, that's a that's a different way to do method acting. I, yeah, guess, I just hate being here you, so much. Yeah. You, you just take someone who's already your character and cast him in there. Yeah, uh, I guess that's what a character. Actor but he does. Is, but I love. That's not his, what this role yeah, is. Yeah, I love his outfits. They're fucking great. Yeah. Find me a anyway. gorgeous prima donna. Yeah, find uh-huh. me an incredibly beautiful asshole. <laughs> I will yeah. put it in my movie. <laughs> Everyone go to the mall. Uh, find, the, find the most popular guy. So, uh, Anubis, Cetacean needed, uh, hands Daniel a deadly laser staff weapon and goes, go ahead and kill your friends, please. And they just like let him walk forward and do that, which is like the cue, like which is when Scarra gives him the cue, which is, hey, I have the Zippo right here that O'Neill gave me. I'm gonna just shine it in Daniel's eyes to annoy him, uh, to actually draw his attention to him. And show him a big gun that he has. Yeah, (laughs) and show him, you know, we have these guns that y'all brought over that like all of us have them right now. So I got that heat. Yeah, well, Daniel's I got trying heat. to fire wildly because he has an after image in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that 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 was Scarra's plan B, I guess. If he doesn't get it, at least he's blinded and he's gonna miss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, Daniel immediately gets the message. Uh, as soon as he, it looks like he's about to shoot all the soldiers, he just flips around and shoots at the guards next to Ra. Of course, not Ra directly because that would be too easy. Um, also, he's not a soldier in aiming yeah, a thing. He's never I'm used the force hard. I'm going to say he fucked up. I, I bet he was yeah. trying for it and just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as soon as he does that, Skara shoots his gun in the air to cause some confusion and get the crowd to scatter, which is what happens. But then as soon as that happens, the Jaffa that are gathered there starts just shooting into the crowd and at the soldiers. So this is where all the surviving red shirts just fucking die. Uh, we only have three soldiers left alive after this scene. Um, so O'Neill and Kowalski and Freddy, everyone else is just dead, I think. I, have, uh, I don't even think. I have to say that this is one of the most baffling cuts in cinema history where <laughs> mm-hmm. they are actively, like, all the, the natives are being fired on, and there's this, yeah. like, everyone is, mili- like, trying to get away and escape and, and screaming, yeah. and then they're just like, and that scene's done now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't resolve that no, battle at like, all. No, like, they don't just show like, you how they get the, away. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's chaos, and all the named characters escaped, I guess, and that's it. Like, Yeah. It's weird. And I think not even all the named characters, because I think Brown died at this point. I don't think we see him again. And uh, yeah, I, I mentioned yeah. this to you on Twitter, but like, I really, <laughs> I honestly didn't know that any of the soldiers die because they're all so uh-huh. interchangeable that at the end I was yep. like, oh, I guess they're all fine. Like, I really didn't <laughs> no. even notice. How, that, and that, and how I could even talk? be wrong. Like, how can you talk about French Stewart in that way? How dare you? <laughs> French Stewart is great. Doesn't he, does uh, he, he doesn't have a great role in no, this. No, I, I, every time I saw him, I was like, why is he in this movie? And then I remembered <laughs> that, you know, you need to make money. Like, I get it. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yep. Uh, you take a blockbuster role. I don't, like, was he even, like, I th- I guess he was, like, Third Rock from the Sun must, I don't know when it started. I, I don't know if it was on the air when this happened. Anyway. Oh, I 96. 96. So this was pre- French yeah. Renaissance, yeah. French Renaissance. I don't know. 
Yep. Free the French Revolution, uh-huh. you could say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess he needed all the paychecks he could get. And uh, Blockbuster pays good money, even though you're like a very tertiary character who has few lines. Yeah. Um, so uh, we cut back to inside the city, which I guess we know that the gold have ships that they used to bomb the city before, but it's fine right now. Um, <laughs> it got better. Uh, they all... Yeah. Yeah, they they all crouch in a cave. They give O'Neill some water. Uh, they're like, okay, uh, what's the plan now? And O'Neill is like, what the fuck are you talking about, plan? Give me all of your guns, you kids. You're going to shoot yourselves like my son did. And uh, forget that. He's very upset. Yeah, the okay, I love Kurt Russell so much. And mm-hmm. he's... I don't, you know, I'm sure it's, this is a Roland Emmerich movie. I'm sure he didn't have a ton mm-hmm. to work with in terms of, like, character writing, but Kurt mm-hmm. Russell's, like, he, his whole thing is, is his son killed himself, and, like, he, yep. that only really factors in, like, twice. This is one of those times. Yeah. I mean, th- 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 yeah, this is, this is his entire arc in this movie is, Son killed himself, he's suicidal, he goes on a suicide mission intending to die there, then he meets another kid and takes a liking to him, and now he wants to live again, and he's worried about it. Right. Him. So that's, that's the, yeah. But, but like, he has like a, like, he's, his whole body is like shaking. He's like having a complete yeah. mental breakdown. Yeah. And then he's, in 20 he's, he's minutes, suffering like, in 20 more minutes after they shoot some more guys, he's like, all yeah. his emotions are healed. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. He, 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 he goes from PTSD to like one liners to is, like, uh, he, yeah. Is anyone familiar with Hot Shots Part Two? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I once was. Yeah. All, all I can think is uh, the one guy uh, popping up and going, war. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, exactly. But, Thank you, um, Topper. I can kill again. You've given me reason to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're right that it feels like this character moment should be before he made friends with Skara and kind of, like, mellowed out a little bit. And the next scene he's going to be in, he's going to do a one-liner and, like, make a quippy joke. Right, and he's going to fight bad guys and he's going to be fine. Because they talk him into it, and that's fine. I'm not saying you can't do mm-hmm. that because, like, it, you have to do something. But he does mm-hmm. go totally to making like Kurt, Kurt Russell jokes like in the next scene yeah. while he kills people like, and it's just I, yeah weird. I would almost yeah I, I can offer Sorry, up a, a theory like a, an assumption I guess or okay guess. Uh, so the producers behind this movie one of them is noted as saying he wanted to make a Lawrence of Arabia film but in space <laughs> yeah okay uh, uh-huh. I, having recently watched Lawrence of Arabia one of the things oh. that happens in the first act of the movie is Lawrence befriends two uh, young kids from a desert community, and they follow him around, mm-hmm. and uh, they're his like go-to guys, and it's exactly what uh, O'Neill does. This huh. definitely seems like the influence. If that's what happens in that movie, yeah, uh, like, yeah. And, and at different points in Lawrence of Arabia, those two kids uh, die. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Scar doesn't die, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's good. More, more on bad shit that happens to Scar next episode, everyone. <laughs> well, um. well, maybe if, if Stargate was three hours and forty-two minutes long, that's uh-huh. yeah, that's why I've never yeah. seen that movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's w- literally within like the next hour and a half after this movie, which is like three hours and thirty minutes. Scar is gonna bad shit happens to him anyway. Uh, so still, still, still on track to right. be like Lawrence of Arabia, I guess. Um, 
don't want to spoil it because y'all are going to watch this episode like in two weeks, but it's pretty good. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they talk, talk, talk. Do I even have the subtitles on? They, they no, just, I don't. They convince him to, to, to go with them, basically. That's pretty much it. That they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they say, well, if we don't do anything, uh, he's going to use the bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's what Ra bragged about before. He said, we're going to send over the bomb to Earth with some metal that's going to amplify it a hundred times. And that sounds like enough to destroy completely humanity. And that's bad. So we have to do something about <laughs> that, um, f- which is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, and O'Neill is upset because like, he's kind of like also upset that they called him out on the nuke plan, which is, you know, fair, I guess. Everyone is lying to each other. Everyone was lying to each other at the start of this and upset with each other and kind of, like, starting to resolve that here. And then then there's a scene where, I mean, very quickly you see Ra, like, where are they? But but the next Mm -hmm. thing that happens that matters is Jackson talks to O'Neill and is like, so what's your fucking problem, basically? (laughs) And and essentially it comes out that, like, Kurt Russell wanted to... This is a suicide mission for him. Like, he intended to come Mm -hmm. over and die. uh, Yeah. Because he says he, like, doesn't have anyone to live for. Or I don't even think he says that outright. But Jackson is like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's fine that you want to die, but, like, I don't, and none of these people yeah. do, so you need to yeah. get your shit together. <laughs> Which, you know, to be fair, the plan was Daniel told him, I can dial the gate back, even though he couldn't, and the plan was everyone goes back, and then he blows up the nuke, and, yeah. like, if the... In theory, that would have been fine, even though he probably would have killed everyone on that planet, knowing that this target metal amplifies a nuke a hundred times, so... That's probably bad for the people living there anyway. Right. Even though they didn't know about them at that point. Um, no, I'm, and, I'm sure the U.S. So, military was considerate of negatives on another planet. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> once again, we're going to see next episode, Nuke Plan is still very much on the table. At <laughs> well, that's the thing. He, um, he tells him this, and O'Neill talks to Skara again, and sort of seems like he comes around, and then... Speaking of his character, like, inconsistencies, he tries to fucking use the bomb, like, still, even after this. So, yeah. Listen, it's, it's kind of like when you got money in your pocket and you yeah. really want to spend it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can't just have a nuke with a, with a, nuke, a detonator and not, you know. Yeah. I guess, I guess his reasoning is it's, like, it's probably better to blow up that spaceship even though whatever like he's, he's yeah doing a lesser I, I sort of get kind it of it's, reasoning. Just, it's just funny yeah yeah uh so yeah then we cut back to raw and he shows his bad guy's credentials by uh torturing his more his most expendable guy to death to send a message to his other guys that i like they all i like need. the uh i like i always like the 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 weird hand yeah torture the hand, thing the, the hand device that sorry go ahead he's a sick i it's just yeah but it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those funky little things, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, I like that it does whatever you want. It can do a shockwave that sends you flying back and also fry your brain. And that's, yeah, that's just what that thing does. And it's, it's just the gold's all-purpose hand uh, evil device thing that they use to be real bad guys. Um, yeah, so they 
it's, it's pretty graphic when he kills this guy because like you see him like kind of having a seizure his eyes roll back and he starts his nose starts bleeding and i guess like his brain is just done after that and yeah he dead uh, I, which is smart i i had a very opposite reaction which was man this is a lot like this takes a long time to kill a guy like i, uh-huh. I feel like scott and I austin mean, powers like Raw, I, I, I yeah. can go grab a gun. I can go grab a knife. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the point of this thing is pain, right? It's a torture device, and it doesn't have to kill you. They like they they they're they're going to use that thing to interrogate people and shit. And that's yeah, that's that's part of it. But yeah, he he does torture this guy to death, which is unnecessary, uh, considering like that's one of his apparently three uh, primary uh, underlings, and like now there's two left, and they're more scared of him, I guess. I don't know how they're going to be They'll more devoted and better at their job at this point. but you Beatings know. will continue until morale <laughs> improves. <laughs> until morale improves, yeah, exactly. Uh, we get back to part to uh, the, the, the cave party scene, and uh, I guess Daniel is cooking some food or something with everyone over at the campfire, and like all the kids kind of start laughing at him because they have shitty... Uh, patriarchal views and men don't cook and whatever husbands hu- husbands don't do this work spe- specifically is the line i guess you're supposed to stop this once you have a wife and uh daniel at this only now realizes that everyone thinks he's married sherry because you know her dad did did in fact <laughs> give her to him for sex earlier on so that's not much that point was that dot wasn't very far to connect and yeah, feels yeah. like it's funny he geez. figured that out but not that it was also like a betrothal thing like yeah yeah, yeah. So, like for an anthropologist I wonder what kind of custom in ancient societies would involve father giving you his daughter for sex. Like that, maybe that's really related to marriage. I thought I thought it was just a casual, you know, <laughs> right. fuck of your daughter that she doesn't get a say in. <laughs> yeah, good guy Kasuf over here, just you know. Um, and uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, that's when she says that he goes to talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, oh, I." Uh, you know yeah I, I i didn't tell them that you don't think i'm attractive or whatever basically yeah <laughs> he's like wait no that's not it that's actually you have to know um i'm i'm a nice guy i'm woke so i didn't do it but if you really want to get it on right now it's fine with me you know I was gonna say, and then, you know yeah and then he, he nice guys by making out with her and i uh-huh. so one of the reasons i wanted to make sure i got on a this ep- uh, one of the movie episodes is I fucking mm-hmm. love James Spader. Had a huge <laughs> crush on him uh, before yeah. I even knew nice. that I liked dudes. Uh, <laughs> but and I think he's good in this movie, but he's not creepy mostly, <laughs> which is what you want your yeah. James Spader to be. Is, is a little yeah. bit creepy, uh, but he uh-huh. he is here a little bit. Like that's I yeah. I understand. You know, again. Well, like, he's a little bit in his actions, but he still kind of acts like a baby, uh, like a baby face because yes, he's. But the, it's the, 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 he's the yeah. he's the moral center of this movie, I guess. Right, but the whole like, uh, well, you know, uh, I I understand that I'm I I don't want to be involved in like essentially a, an arranged marriage to someone I just met who uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I you know I can't tell for sure, but seems pretty young. Uh, but mm-hmm. since you said something at all, I'm just going to make out with you now. So here we go. So, yeah. okay, so, so <laughs> I have a point about this. So we, I'll jump ahead. You know, Daniel stays behind at the end of the movie uh-huh. to, to stay yep. with these people and stay with his new girlfriend. Yep. 
Uh, it feels his like, wife. He's already married. It, yeah. it feels like a yeah. Whirlwind. He's married, <laughs> and he's gonna refer to her as his wife from now oh, on. Good. So like, okay, so, he, so, he took those customs as as legal fact, I guess. So Jackson is the big wife guy. This whirlwind yes. romance. Uh, I I don't quite buy it. And I feel like if we had been shown when he was on Earth as being like a dopey guy whose life is lonely <laughs> and no women love him, uh, because otherwise I don't believe this. I believe Daniel Jackson yeah. is just slamming dick all over town. <laughs> and like you would be right about that because when we get to the show, oh my god, and he's very much a wife guy, but also you know the alien chicks sure dig him. <laughs> Good, um, perfect, yeah. And, and about the age difference, like, Shari, well, they're both recast in the series, and the actor who plays Shari in the series is Michael Shanks's, who's the Daniel actor. She's his actual girlfriend as the, the series starts, oh, okay. so it's, it's, it seems like there's less of a difference there, but anyway, the, yeah, yeah, also, this is how their marriage starts, which yeah, is kind great, of good. arranged. And yeah, weird and she creepy. uses reverse psychology. Yes, she said, "Oh, <laughs> you think I'm so ugly?" And he's like, no. yeah, she, 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 she negs herself basically, and yeah. Uh, uh, then you get the scene that again. I know that that you have to make leaps of logic for the movie, but oh yeah, Scara is jo- is uh, just drawing a, a picture. <laughs> And just idly drawing the last symbol they need on Daniel the table runs with over chalk, and is just like. That's the last symbol. And I was uh-huh. like, based on fucking what information yeah. are you saying it's, this? It's, 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 it's the same as Earth's, which is a pyramid, but instead of one sun above it, it's three moons, because this planet has, has three moons. And he's just, this is like the point that the writers go, there's 25 minutes left in this movie, and we still we gotta- haven't solved the Stargate <laughs> problem. Right, because we, need to we get on know that. that he can't write. So like it, uh-huh. so his assumption should be like, oh, but that's not the symbol because like you are explicitly not allowed to learn how to write. You're just drawing mm-hmm. a picture, mm-hmm. and instead he's like, also he adds lines to it. So it's not even that that's yep. the symbol. He's like, oh wait, hold on, I, I'm gonna change <laughs> this and then say that's the fucking symbol. And uh, yep, I yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, well, he changes it to one he saw on the Stargate, I guess, because sure. that's also he how it was on to, Earth. Yeah. There were funny people around the pyramid praying to the whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he does like he connects the moon to make like um, the the brainiac symbol, I guess, and yeah. that's the symbol. Because there's um, and it has three moons. I mean, I know that. I guess there's some logic to it. It's just yeah. funny. Uh, real yeah. quick, lore question: What hap- What would happen <laughs> if you just put the wrong last symbol? Because they all have Nothing. all the other ones. Yeah, it, it wouldn't turn on. But like we did point this out last time that. If you just need one, you, you can just <laughs> you like go around yeah, the gate and bring thirty nine like tries, and you're long. done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a good thing there's aliens there to justify them not being able to just hang around the gate and try right. everything. Totally. Uh, <laughs> this it's just in the in the interest of time. They just know the they know the coordinates now. And Daniel is like, we can go home, but I guess there's this whole Gaul problem they have to solve first. Right. Uh, so. Uh, we cut over to, I guess, more, okay, scenes of slavery, like all the, the, the miners are back to work with the Jaffa, motivating, motivating them violently into, uh, accelerating their shipments of the the Hundreds, hundreds of people. Two guards. Yep. It's great. (laughs) I mean, they have technology. (laughs) Uh, uh, Which is, like, the weird thing is, 
do does Ra just assume that everyone who like revolted against him in that scene died? That no one ran away with their guns or shit because I, they I, just. I think we've established Ra is a dummy. That's yeah, true. he is a big dummy. He thought, well, uh, revolution averted. Uh, no one no, they, like uh, they, they got the message now. We shot them a little bit. Some people died, so it's probably fine now. No one's going to be angry at us anymore. Uh, yeah, that's good, not the this case. This is a good point. He was like, I have to have you kill your guys to to avert like treason, and then mm-hmm. and then <laughs> instead they all shoot guns and escape. And he's like, "Well, problem <laughs> solved. No more issues." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that I killed my ineffective guard, and we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all we needed. I, I guess it, it goes back to the eternal problem of uh, conflicts between oppressors and pressed. Is that the oppressors do still need their slaves to mine, and they're gonna like to take the first opportunity they get to pretend that everything is back to normal and that COVID is over and that everyone can mine again now, uh, basically. But yeah, what happens actually is Horus citation needed uh, beats on one of the slaves and the slave pulls out a gun from inside his robe and (laughs) fucking shoots him. And everyone else around around him is like, we all have guns too. So we're just going to shoot you and we're going to (laughs) take over now at this point. Okay, That, that was the plan, I guess. I guess, I guess the plan was they kind of bait him, sh- you know. Oh, yeah, bait, bait this so guy weak. do do a show of resistance around where all the slaves are, because uh, Kasuf immediately walks over and is like, "Y'all, we're fucked if you do this. Stop right now! They're gonna kill us!" And like he makes everyone kneel down to pray for forgiveness and stuff. And like that's when Daniel is like, "No, no, no! Wait, y'all, y'all need to see this." <laughs> These gods, not gods. L- look, just press the thing on the helmet. It collapses. That's Jibon Hansu under there. So oh, nice. he's it's just a, a guy. It's thirteenth warrior again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's so it's, um, it's so funny because again, you you explained to me what a, ja- a Jaffa is, but uh, mm-hmm. like to me, I thought this was him being like, "See, they're just humans. Like, it's not." Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they, okay, first of. First of all, as far as he knows, they are at this That's point, true, because they yeah. haven't had Jafas explained to them. Right. Uh, also, you know, Jafas are just humans. I guess that's plus, true, yeah. So. Sure enough. <laughs> so, so Eric Gavari uh, is, is taken back by seeing that, you know, these divine figures are humans. But earlier in the movie, he presumed that Daniel and the others were divine <laughs> beings. Yeah. And they looked just yeah, like that- him. That's a good point. Like, I don't know if he's ever seen Rob without his mask. Probably not, if I had to guess. So, yeah, it's weird. I guess uh, U.S. military fatigues plus Rob Medallion uh, takes over all his assumptions about human faces and their presence on godly beings. Right. I mean, he gave him a Fifth Avenue bar. Those are pretty divine. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's pretty good. Never tasted chocolate before. I'm sure you covered it, but the weirdest... (laughs) the weirdest candy bar to have so much product placement. Like, yeah, yeah, we talked about it a little like, bit. It sounds like it sucks. No, I, we don't so have I it here. But great. I really like them, but they're like on the bottom fucking candy shelf. Like no one, uh-huh. no one, it, they are not like a high, a high profile. Candy. I haven't seen one in years. They, uh-huh. they still sell them, but like, yeah, it's not fucking Reese's where they're, or, or, uh, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. If they had to add as seen on Stargate to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess Hershey like mandated that they push their 
like middling popular candy it's just bar funny th- instead of because it's like it just kept happening and it was very funny <laughs> to me that it kept happening oh it's a very, it's a very good scene yeah we we had a whole run about it it's very good if you were gonna, like, really hoping for an et moment if you were going yeah. to try to find a fifth avenue bar in a grocery store it would be in the exact same shelf as Lemonheads, covered in dust <laughs> yeah or, <laughs> or, or like old candy bar oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, you calm the fuck down <laughs> on the lemon head, sir. Oh, God. <laughs> Opening food Mike and I, it's, again. It's, it's that, like, level where, like, most people don't like them. <laughs> Kavika, you but... take your hot tamales. And you go back <laughs> I don't to the like the hot tamales. <laughs> Just leave the Boston baked beans alone. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, to, be, to be fair, a whole bag of lemon heads is incredibly difficult to eat. That'll last you a month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you ate a bag of lemon heads, you would have chemical burns on your on your fucking yeah. mouth. So yeah. <laughs> there was a fucking like a uh, big Joel stream where he ate every flavor of Warhead one after the other, and oh, he looked Lord. like he wanted to die. Anyway, I don't know why this is reminding me of that. Sour candy, I don't... I'm too old I for that really shit. I really like it, was it like, but you, like, you got it. You're eating acid, so you have to kind of... Yeah, kinda it's, ch- it's just yeah. what it is. <laughs> um, so we cut back to the ship, and Ra is looking out the window. And Very s- fabulously, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with his entire regalia, with the sun thing yeah. like hanging behind his head. The sun thing's cool. Um, yep. And uh, he looks out the window, sees the little caravan full of Nakoda approaching, doesn't seem to clue into the fact that there's no Jaffa there to, like, guard them, to escort them over to the pyramid. But he's like, it's probably fine. Uh, they're <laughs> getting here. This is the shipment he needs to do his whole hundred times nuke plan. So he says, he, he tells his underlings, send the nuke down so that we can send it over through the Stargate to Earth. He's um, a dummy. We've established he is very dumb. <laughs> yep. I do like so, that they carry so, everything, even if it's not that heavy, on, like, uh-huh. uh, I don't know what you call these, but, like, um... Like, uh, like a, like a, yeah, I know what you're gonna say, uh... Palinth, fuck, pl- uh, yeah. or whatever they're called, like the, yeah. yeah, like, it's like a stretcher, like a fancy stretcher. Yeah, stretcher. Yeah. yeah. It's very funny. Even though they probably, like, have hover carts and stuff they could use, because they're aliens from space, Yeah, like, whatever. it just cracks me up. Um, I liked it. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, these two Jaffa, uh, these bird heads take, take it down to, to, like, put it down in front of the Stargate, which, by the way, would make it disintegrate when the Stargate turns on because of something we learned about how the Stargate oh, works yeah. Yeah, yeah, later yeah. on. <laughs> um, doesn't really matter for this because it doesn't even happen anyway. But um, well, I don't know. If it's, if it's below, because it's kind of a cone. Yeah, you're right. If, it might just dodge under the Kawoosh. So, you, you, you know that, uh, newbies, you know that when the Stargate turns on and there's this big splash of water that goes forward yes, and stuff? Yes, they did do, okay, uh, yeah, sure. A, yeah, anything that touches that is, like, completely Absolutely erased from the universe. <laughs> it's, it doesn't exist anymore. The matter oh, stops I, existing. I, I must have missed that in the movie. <laughs> it's not in the movie. It becomes a plot point later on because they use that to destroy some indestructible Ooh. things. Oh, Lots of um, things. Yeah, more than a more than half a dozen times. Oh yeah, I would they say. they use that. Uh, a hundred and one applications for the Stargate are explored over these seventeen seasons of TV. Huh. Um, it's good, a cool. Good to know. Good to know that a Stargate can just create like a wet entropy wave. It is cool uh-huh. looking though. I like that effect a lot. So it is. It is cool. It's it's actual photography of like water shot from the side. Oh, interesting. The, that they just Neat. like 
put in the movie and they they use the exact same shot from the movie in the series like as yeah. a special effect because why why waste a good special yeah. effect shot right makes sense for um, a while at least i think they end up doing their own yeah well I, like i said i think it's until they go to sci-fi channel and they kind of start redoing their special effects because we're getting into hd era and it has to start looking oh, good yeah, for yeah, hd yeah, yeah. but yeah <clears throat> So, uh, the slaves, quote-unquote, uh, walk in uh, holding their little cart of uh, Nakoda, uh, being watched, now now being escorted by the Jaffa, who ask no questions about what happened to the previously escorting Jaffa that, that were with them. Um, right. Yeah, don't worry about it. So, they, they all kind of <laughs> stop in the in the antechamber of the temple for an inspection because I guess the Jaffa now suspect that something is amiss. Uh, they start pulling the hoods off of all the slaves to check them and let the first two are just slaves. Third one is O'Neill, who is now at 95% Richard Dean Anderson levels as he points his gun directly at the gut of the Jaffa next to him, goes, How you doing? Winks at him and fucking shots him in the guts. And, and like, I, shoots him it's in the guts. so good. I, it's it's yep. 100% Kurt Russell. You're like, oh yeah, there he is. Yep. There's there's my boy. Uh, but it does uh-huh. not make sense from <laughs> no, 10 it's minutes like ago. The, the, the guy was having a PTSD meltdown <laughs> last, last time we saw him. And now he's fine. He's just shooting he's all, bad he's guys. He's all better now. He realizes yep. that other people want to live. Yes. Yep. No. And that's, you know... But it, yeah. it is... And that's a good enough reason not to die. That said, it's incredibly charming, and when it happened, I was like, yeah! <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. So, yeah. <laughs> it's great. And even Daniel has a pistol, and he starts shooting them. And the, the, the other two soldiers are outside with Skara and the gang, and just waiting to hear gunshots as their signal that they can run in there and start shooting up the place, too. And everybody uh, outside really really get shafted all these people they could have fucking bummer they could have been on the ball a little bit more i think yep yep they they should have gotten closer because they get kind of like blasted back by a staff weapon shot and also the door closes in front of them and they don't get to go in and then they just get shot by planes for 20 minutes for the rest of the movie basically i love i love these ships by the way they're so cool yeah they're great it's Uh, i like how scarab things um, the, the, the third act of this film with, uh, you know, the, the desert kids firing machine guns at spaceships, uh, it, it makes me think a lot of Warhammer 40k. Yeah, it's... <laughs> there's some of that. My, yeah. There's a, a podcast called We Hate Movies, which is a, another movie podcast, and they, they covered mm-hmm. this, and I had not seen it yet when I listened to the episode, but when they, mm-hmm. they basically were like, this is... Like, fun, the problem is that they just shoot machine guns at planes. Like, this part of it Mm -hmm. is not very active. And it Mm -hmm. really, like, somebody should have stolen one. Like, Mm -hmm. and and they needed to have a dogfight. Yeah, that would have been a... given that this is Roland Emmerich who makes Independence Day, like, next. Like, there should have been something like that. Just go full Ewok on it. Yeah, Yeah. he would have had the... The I don't know how to say it nicely. The kind of slow-looking kid like steal a, a plane and then crash it, and that's how he dies. But instead of just being shot right. and it being sad, yeah, yeah, he gets um, killed like an Ewok. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he he put on an army helmet, so like he, he was cute and stuff, and we liked him. I totally he thought flies he was at the other plane to destroy it and says, "Hey, assholes. yes, exactly." <laughs> I totally thought it was going to turn out he was fine. By the way, because it seemed so like weirdly anticlimactic but 
no, mm-hmm. he's he's really dead for sure. No, he's dead. Yeah. We, he he never he never shows up again. Sorry, uh, Nabe is his name because Amazon Prime gives me like data on all that stuff when nice. I, whenever I pause it. I wouldn't know it otherwise. Uh, the, the, the scene we cut to, like, interchange from this battle is, I like it a lot, though, because Ra is playing space chest against a child, and he's upset that the kid is being distracted by the war outside the window. He, he kind of just slams the table and flips the board over. Like, play, like, we're playing here. Like, pretend nothing is happening. And he's such, like, Ra is such a little shithead. I, he's like... I guarantee you that child was beating him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that, that that would really piss him off because he's trying to put on a good face, but he's also worried about the revolution happening, <laughs> and he's trying to pretend like it doesn't phase him, but it it doesn't it, it does actually because like after he wipes the 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 board, he yells over at his only remaining Jaffa aboard the ship, I guess, and uh, he goes, "Send the bomb to Earth now," and the guy goes, "Yes, Lord," and uh, he goes over down to the rig transport to do that. Meanwhile, uh, Jack O'Neill is has run over to the Stargate, and I guess like they knew that the bomb would end up there because they knew that the plan was to send it to Earth. Yeah, that makes but sense. it's a lucky coincidence that the bomb is just laying there unguarded at this yes. point. Yes, right. They never they never set it off. They never they yeah. never set the Stargate. They were just like, oh, we'll put this and then come back later. Yeah. I mean, I guess that the Jaffa had to go check out the, the, the shipment that was coming in, and they got killed outside that room, so it kind of makes sense, but it's a real lucky struggle lock at this point. Because um, they, they had no idea of knowing that the nuke would not still be on the ship at this time. And then um, Jackson is like, hey, remember how you said <laughs> hey, we weren't going to do this? <laughs> yeah. And like, like he... Jack doesn't even like doesn't really even answer him. He's like, I gotta do this though. That's like the mission. The general told me to do that, so I'm gonna do that. He sets the timer and says, Well, you got seven minutes. Better get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You have the coordinates, right? Just dial it, even though the other two soldiers are still outside the temples with the door shut and fighting for and their also lives. Like- I guess thousands or hundreds of, of like yeah. completely innocent natives outside yeah. this temple. Oh, oh, oh. O'Neill has just basically condensed Kara to death, as far as he knows, right. and he's the kid that he made a connection with. Good job, man. Um, but uh, what happens right after that is uh, Jaffa uh, is just outside the door and shoots directly Sharui, who dies at this point. And uh, Daniel is understandably upset at this. Uh, and he goes, well... Well, this happened to me like uh, six hours ago, so I'm just gonna uh, go up there and put her in the sarcophagus to yeah, free her. And, and this is, uh, by the way, fuck your nuke. I don't care about it anymore. So right, and <laughs> also like, you said earlier, like we're at 25 minutes, we have to cut corners. He's like, there's 10 uh-huh. minutes left, so I am immediately gonna <laughs> scoop her up and get on this teleporter. Yep. Like no time and wasted. <laughs> and it's it's real lucky because the, the teleporter activates at this point because Anubis uh, is beaming down to 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 send the shipment over and the nuke, and he just like slides right under there to to go up there while uh, Anubis is coming down. I think it, there's two um, things. A, I think it's very funny that it works that way. That apparently Uh if there's stuff on either end, they just both go. And also, I love this teleporter because it's just an elevator. It only goes from one place to (laughs) another place. Except, except, as we're going to see, it works through space and stuff. Right, yes. Very vast distances. It's just funny that it's like a fancy, like, it it can't really, it's not that uh, 
like uh it's not very flexible i guess it can do one thing and it's just very funny to <laughs> yep. me yep uh those ring transports they're cool they know cool tech when they see them because oh, we're cool. gonna see those a lot they're cool as hell yep. because i mean the thing that happens in a minute it fucking rules but yeah <laughs> yeah because because like o'neill goes over and like looks at, at daniel who's beaming up and daniel tells him wait for us and like he looks back at the nuke, sees that there's six minutes left, looks back, there's Anubis, and I really like that the helmet does you know when a dog perks up its ears yeah. because something yeah. happened? The helmet does that. He's like, Holy shit, there's a guy right there, and he just whacks him right away with the staff. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um So yeah, they fight. That's the the, the big one on one fight at this point is between them and uh Jack immediately like uh, loses his grip on his pistol because he gets whacked in the face and he wrestles the staff away from him. Uh, meanwhile, back up on the ship, uh, Daniel just walks unimpeded over to the sarcophagus because I guess everyone is busy on the opposite end of the ship looking over at the battle and no one like yeah. guards this <laughs> yeah, place or anything. Oh, it's very funny. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> yeah. They were all having their private staff meeting going over like, okay, so when Ra challenges you to a chess game, you're going to have to throw it. You're going to have to take a dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he puts her down in the sarcophagus. Cut back down. There's four minutes left on the nuke. By the way, this is one of those Hollywood timers where the time that's shown has no relationship to real time. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, they wrestle more. O'Neill manages to hit the button on the helmet that... Uh, that uh, takes it away, so he gets to see him in the face, almost manages to to wrestle the staff away from this guy, but the guy, well, they're both holding on to it, and the guy just like kind of does a palm slap on it to break it in half, which I don't know what that does for him exactly. They each have half a stick now. I guess I guess Anubis has the end that fires the laser, if that even still works. That's, that's, um, that's, just, that's just classic kung fu staffery. Yeah, Appa- yeah, yeah, yeah apparently uh, the rest of the staff is like superfluous and not part of the gun at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just the stick. Yeah. The tip of it is what fires, I guess. That's um, him saying, I don't need the stick to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's probably right. He's probably stronger than him. He looks beefy he's, anyway. He's, and he's got the cool mummies alive claws. Yeah, he's got claws yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And nice tattoos on his face. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the battle outside. This is where we get the sad uh, end of our buddy Nabe, who is still hiding in the... He's taking cover in the door frame of the temple, and he sees all his friends are over there shooting back at the planes. He tries to make a run for them. Uh, the gliders spot him and just shoot him right there, and he's dead. We so don't see any more I of him. I have to question the defensibility of overturning carts yeah. against flying... Against laser uh, spaceships uh, with laser guns. Good, yeah. Craft. good yeah. point, yeah. And also, shouldn't Shouldn't the uh, ship or shouldn't the carts have Nakoda on them? Which means that if you shoot them, yeah, with energy explosives, it seems like it should uh-huh, be bad. they should like freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, they don't. Yeah, and also the the the, the, the properties of Nakoda are a real writer's choice kind of thing. It, it does whatever the writers want whenever they want it to. Right, and also basically, I do get that they they don't really have a choice, but the they shoot, I think, a billion bullets at these planes, and and yep. it's just funny that they're they don't at any point go like, well, this is like clearly not working. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. they, I think the I think the gliders are supposed to have shields. I th- I think they're stated to have shields later yeah. on, so that's probably completely useless. They just keep doing uh, it, and yeah, the yeah, the, the well, what's the the one guy's name who had uh, Ferret for for he's got like Ferretti Ferret, French Stewart. Uh, yeah, so he eventually is like, um, uh, I guess like surrenders. He he just mm-hmm. like uh. Like put, gets everybody else down and like waves at them and mm-hmm. uh, to to surrender yeah. essentially because that's their their only yeah. real option. <laughs> yeah, I mean that their plan was to run into the temple and that yeah. failed, so they don't have much of a recourse at this point. Um, at one point, Kowalski runs out and does a the rock. Kowalski, that's that's who I was thinking <laughs> of. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So K- Kowalski is the one that's uh, second in command. Yeah, yeah. So he, ready he's the French one who surrenders. My bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he does that. Uh, we cut back to inside the temple where O'Neill is still punching this guy. The bomb beeps because it's at exactly three minutes and eighteen seconds, which makes O'Neill turn around and look at it so that we can see the time on it. Uh, he yeah, you, runs you over to the bar and tries. You to- know how your uh, kitchen timer when it gets to three eighteen <laughs> out of ten minutes, it's yep. like, hey, yep. here we go. Here's your beep. <laughs> Remember, I'm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he tries to make a run for it and pull out the detonator. Doesn't work. Uh, bad guy doesn't let him do that. Um, and then he gets clawed. so yeah. That, that was yeah. that was before the surrender scene. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Which yeah. is like, yeah. Uh, Skara is trying to. He's at this point very angry that his buddy died, and he's trying to run out and shoot all the planes. And Freddy is holding him back because he knows he's just going to get killed. And this is when Kowalski yeah. attempts to surrender. My bad. I got it. Uh, so, yeah. And it seems to work, or like the gliders are they going back shooting. home for some reason. Yeah, they definitely yeah. stop shooting. I, at least. I, I think the thing is that Ra at this point has called, "Okay, uh, pack it up, let's go to space, everyone. This is turning <laughs> to shit." Um, yeah. <laughs> even though like they're kind of winning outside, and I don't know if he knows what's going on in the gate room, but he's also winning there. I don't. Um, I don't know if that works necessarily because they park the two spaceships outside. Oh yeah, they wouldn't do. They, they, they walk just fly out to back into the Protoss pyramid. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I missed that part. You're right. Uh, the Jafar are over there, walking over to, I guess, take them prisoner. Yeah, that was from that's what, what I think they're is doing. Happening. It's yeah. you know, yeah. and I wouldn't think that they would have really the concept of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- uh, wait. Did I like. Miss I would kind of think that Ra would just be like, I don't care if they surrender. Just, just uh-huh. shoot all those guys. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's important, actually, because they get out of their ships cause, uh-huh. because of what happens in a little bit. So that, like, this ended, ends up working in their favor. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, Hang on. I think I, I skipped around and, like, lost the order of the scenes. So I'm at Kowalski. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, he's surrendering. He surrenders. And then you there's another mm-hmm. quick scene of O'Neill fighting the guy. He gets uh, yeah. cut. And then we have mm-hmm. um, uh, the... Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so Daniel, like, opens the sarcophagus and uh, yes. it opens back up. Shari, uh, she's not, like, she. I guess she's healed, but she's not awake. So right. he picks her up and he starts to walk. I, I just really like the next shot because, yes, <laughs> Daniel's just fast walking back through the ship, he, holding Shaori. He care. And <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that that that's after the scene where the, the the soldiers come out of the planes. He's just fast walking, and Ra is literally right over yeah, there. It's so in the room. Yeah, <laughs> he just spots him over his shoulder. It's, it's like. 
Hang on a second. It's what? not even like a sneaking mission. He just was like, if I go really fast, nobody will notice. Like it's so. He's probably too busy looking at the battle. It's like we're gonna be fine. It's like when teenagers are just like, if I just run into the grocery store and take something, like nobody's gonna do anything. Uh-huh. That's basically uh-huh. his his idea. He's just like, I'll just go real fast. I, I, I forgot my phone at work. If I just go in real quick and I don't make eye contact with my boss, uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's fine. not going to ask me to stay later. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I'm trying to sneak out on lunchtime or something. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, Rod does see him, and Rod does do something. He walks up yeah. to Daniel and says, "You know, I'm getting real tired of your shit, man." <laughs> and he puts his hand torture device right on his forehead and starts torturing him to death again. And his eyes glowed because he's had it. Uh, then. And we cut back down to the bomb room and the, the bomb beeps again because it's at 2.13 now. <laughs> right. Um, they fight some more. Fight, fight, fight. Dude, I gotta uh, say, like, because that's supposed to be armor, you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, he oh, sure oh, punches Neil, that he's, armor. He's giving yeah, it. This is when yeah. O'Neill turns it around and just ri- his fighting style is punch a bunch and he just keeps hitting <laughs> this guy. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. He truly yeah, becomes he, Guile. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah you, know how, you know how in movies you can like uh, knock some, someone out with your fists, if even if they're wearing a helmet. Like, you, you can knock a stormtrooper out if you're Chewbacca or whatever. This is basically the same principle. Armor doesn't matter. Yeah, he's uh, just, he, you can he's just, just punch punching him because you're the main character. Really hard. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, I mean, they, 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 they do make a point of showing that he's punching him directly in the face, yes. which, since he doesn't have his helmet on, just his little, his little skull cap, uh, it's connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so he manages to wrestle him to the ground uh, to hold his, both his arms down, and then he looks at the gem on his, the back of his hand that activates the ring transport. Then he says, <clears throat> "In my regards to King Todd, asshole," and slams his head down on the floor to activate the ring transport over only this guy's head and nothing it's else. So good. I <laughs> I really so good. didn't think they were gonna show. The de- oh, they show decapitation, it. uh, and they yep. super do. And again, yeah. beca- well, because of the way that the the thing works, uh, and because Daniel uh, and Showery were right on the spot, they just swap places again, and it solves both problems yep. at the same time. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 two real lucky ring activations, uh, one, uh, one in a row. And it's, you know, yeah, they show the decapitation. I think, like, Roland Emmerich is the guy who really goes to the edge of PG-13 in his movies, and yeah. he went for it. I bet there was talk about this scene with regards to rating. And, like, the, the other thing that's fun about this is that since Raw was currently torturing Daniel, he gets to see the head of his first prime <laughs> just teleported right in front of him. Yeah, and, and uh, like, it's, I mean, it's very fake looking, but you see... Yeah. Like the the, you see, stump. Like the, the it's gross. The, yeah. the, the the big artery in his neck, yeah. yeah, just sticking out of there. Uh so yeah, now there's less than two minutes on the bomb and all the bad guys are dead, so O'Neill goes over and pulls like uh t- tries to turn off the bomb, still going. What the fuck? Okay, pulls the detonator out. It's still ticking down. <laughs> the US military ah, has betrayed you somehow for some reason. <laughs> no, I mean the, the the real reason is that Raw like tampered with the bomb oh, and made it I, okay. uncancelable. I actually thought, yeah, that was my interpretation. I actually thought yeah. that. So my assumption was that the military what like gave him a bomb and didn't want to give him the option to turn it off. So I, yeah, that, I that's yeah. always been my read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like the Raw interpretation because 
you know, if you're in the SGC and you see your nuke fly through the gate, you're going to know how to turn it off if, that, if that's an option, right? And so Raw would tamper with it to prevent that from being an option. I, anyway, it, I guess both, both meanings work. It, it would make the Air Force real shitty, and I don't think the Air Force likes that. And considering the Air Force really does bankroll Stargate a bunch, uh, they probably want to be seen as good guys. Anyway... Uh yeah, so my interpretation <laughs> is rotted this. Yeah. Um, so uh, cut back. I to mean, the I don't even know if purposefully. Like, yeah. Would you would you know how to put the? God, I don't even know if... how to how the, to deactivate the, the, a nuke. The what's the what's the Ankara calculator thing that they that they I, found I have... in the Mediterranean. No, the the yeah the the oh yeah I know what you're talking about the yeah if you the, if you this, took if you took it apart could you put it together the same way <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, Ra figured it out because like he 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 told Daniel earlier like your people have split the atom and presumably that means I I already know everything about how a tactical nuclear warhead works sure but but <laughs> like the the electronics would be completely different yeah they, they would be whatever like. This is a Roland Emmerich movie. <laughs> Remember, Jeff Goldblum uploaded a virus from a Mac to an alien computer, and it worked. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we cut back to the surrender scene, and like, I guess, I guess they're about to execute all of them because at this point, Kasuf just distracts them by yelling over the dune, and he does the whole he does a signal to everyone to come over the, the rift and show them that all the humans over there are in support of these people. And um, I love this part because as they charge over the dunes, mm-hmm. you see one person eat shit at the bottom of one of the <laughs> steeper dunes and it cuts nice. away like perfectly. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love this. This is both funny in the, in the way that, like in, in the making of this movie, and also in a way that would actually happen, considering what these uh, these people are were just slaves and are revolting now. Right, so and it also would make sense stand to... But yeah, I I, yeah. I love it's hard to I run always love in big crowd crowd shots where it it's like well it's almost perfect and we're not doing it again. <laughs> so like that's uh-huh. <laughs> so, fine. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's expensive. Like cuz also it's in the desert. So presumably if everyone runs down these dunes and then they have to do another take, they have to get like a whole sweeping team over there to erase yeah. all the footprints. So that sucks, right? Uh they wouldn't want to do that. Um so yeah, then the Jaffa starts just shooting into the crowd because at this point what else are you gonna do? Uh not enough to prevent Eric Avari from from giving them a face full of stick. Uh he just <laughs> runs in there it, and fucking smashes their faces, yeah, their helmets, I it guess. It is but. really funny because it's like they just have sticks, but also ter- turns yep. out if you have a thousand guys with sticks, it, that's enough. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> fuck you, it fucks it. you up. It's better than two guys with laser <laughs> yeah, sticks, yeah. for sure. Um so yeah, they they go in there. They kind of like just swarm the two Jaffa. They make him crowd surf a bit. It's a mirror of the scene from earlier where you saw the the the, the, the sorry the, the 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 flashback to ancient Earth when they revolted and buried the Stargate. So you like it's it's like poetry. It rhymes. It, <laughs> it, it tells you, oh, this is this is there at that moment. Uh, this is uh, Abydos gaining their freedom, just like Earth did all those millennia ago. And yay, big victory <laughs> scenes. Uh, so Ra's at this like, point, yeah, right, is when gone. Ra, who's looking out his balcony, goes, 
well, maybe fuck this planet, actually, and I'm just going to leave, it, it, okay? I'm, I have a bunch of other planets, it's I'm fine. Sure that's what I was going to say. Is I'm sure they expand on this later in the show, but it, it, yeah. at, when I was watching it, I was like, I mean, he came from somewhere else where presumably he had other shit going on. I feel like you would have yep. left earlier. Like, I just got other stuff. Yep. So I'm just going to go. I mean, because... <laughs> Abydos is a significant Nagoda mine, so it's like it's an, it's an important strategic asset sure. to him, which is why he f- he fought for it. Uh, but yeah, Ra is like supreme overlord of the Milky Way galaxy right now, and he has a whole empire he can go back to at this point. Like, so, right. so it's fine. Fuck this. So it, is that just tiny area? Is that the only area full of humans? Is that his only deposit of slaves on this entire planet? No, no, no. There's then, humans all over the galaxy. Uh, millions of humans in on, ver- this, on various planets. On this planets. planet, though, is there, are there other like settlements, or is it just? Oh, them? that's a good question. Uh, well, Stargate does the thing sci-fi does, where a planet is, one is actually just like yeah. is one location. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, good question. Because Rock could have just <laughs> moved from, say, Texas to Oregon. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Right. The, the the miners there have never heard about it. I don't know if there's any other Nakoda deposits on this planet. He's currently exploding. Apparently not, because uh, Abydos is never again under the rule of Goa'uld. So I mean, it was it just these guys, which later, is but... al- al- almost funnier. It's just like one. Yep. Pl- it's a whole planet with <laughs> yep. one little camp on it. Yeah. According to dialogue in the series, there's five thousand people there. There you go. So they make that make of that what you will. I guess it's just like a small colony, and they don't yeah. expand much uh, farther from the Stargate, especially since it's an inhospitable desert. Right. Presumably, the entire planet is like that because it's sci- sci-fi. Because it's and, sci-fi. Yep, got it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one biome planets, and it's actually worse than that. It's 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 one biome planets, and it's a two biome universe because there's Abydos, <laughs> and then every other planet is Vancouver. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so uh, Gold packs his shit up and starts to lift off. Uh, Daniel goes over to talk to uh, Jack, and he's like, well, okay, turn it off. Uh, we won, actually. He's leaving. We don't need that anymore. And Jack is like, ah, yeah, a little problem with that. Uh, can't do anything. The nuke has been tempered with. Yeah, so I guess that's what Jack says. It could have been the military that tempered with it, but I, I took that to mean uh, Ra did. Um, hey, well, he so, probably uh, wouldn't know, so, you know, it's either way. Yeah. Yeah. He he would assume the nuke works as the manual describes because yeah. he hasn't been told otherwise. Uh, so like Shari wakes up uh, behind them at this point, and she attracts their attention over there where the rest of the corpse of Anubis citation needed is, and um, uh, they they spot the big gem on his hand again that activates the rings. They both look at each other and say in unison, "I've got an idea." It's so which is funny that great. like. If they didn't, basically, if they didn't have this elevator, they would have lost. Uh-huh. Like everything yep. they do is this elevator, basically, in this yep. last scene. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's a good God thing is there for ele- sure. Elevators and Fifth Avenue bars. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Space elevators. This movie um, brought to you by the Air Force and the Otis Company. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and uh, so you see, Ra is on his ship taking off. And he hears a noise behind him. He turns around and he goes, what is this now again? Can't this fucking day be over? Ross' face when he sees the bomb is so funny. He's he's so pissed off. Oh, shit. He's 
he just yeah, stares I'm it down. Here. Like, because like, he yeah, does not, he like, doesn't look scared. He just looks so angry, and it's really funny. Yeah, it's like fucking hell. I was gonna run off back to my other slaves, and now I can't do that. I'm gonna turn into an alien for no reason, and let's pretend that never happens because yeah, that is inconsistent with the way the world so works. Even I sort of figured that that you know and maybe this is just a headcanon thing knowing what i know now that that was like mm-hmm. sort of showing it's like a metaphor kind of to show like this is mm-hmm. the parasite in in, in yeah. him and then yeah. he gets yeah you, 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 you could you could assume that i think the intent in the movie is that he's like showing his true face yeah, in his final moments because he has no more he has no more pretense of being a god. He's just a shitty alien, actually. Oh, also, uh, the shot of that alien head exploding is incredibly violent yeah. in a way I did yeah, not I, expect. I, I guess also that's so they could get away with it, yeah. because showing an alien prop exploding is not like showing a dude's face exploding. It's, it doesn't um, just go to like white out like I thought it was going to. It shows this face no, like no. ripping into it's pieces. being disintegrated. Yeah. Uh, also, you know who else is being disintegrated right now? All those kids that were on this ship. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. I didn't so think yeah, of that. Huh. yeah. So so Jack, I can't shoot these kids because they remind me of my dead son <laughs> O'Neill. Sure did kill all of them right now. Uh, I guess he didn't. <laughs> well, they don't remind him of his dead right, son. Right? Exactly. They, he didn't make Not he anymore. didn't make emotional connections to, with them. But also. Kind of didn't have another option, but yes, uh-huh. still, I did not. Yeah, I did not think about that. That's a good point. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so uh, we're almost done with this movie, as you can imagine. Uh, everyone cheers. They see the ex- the nuclear explosion that's in orbit from the surface of the planet in daylight, which is impressive. I guess that's probably it would be visible. I don't know. I th- yeah, I've never absolutely, seen... would be visible. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it it's been like actual nuclear explosions have been described as the second sun in term uh, yeah. in terms of light. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it would be it would be visible. It's close enough to them that if there were any electronics on this planet, it would have fried them probably. Um, I guess the the the, the soldiers' equipment wouldn't work anymore at this point. Eh, oh well. Uh, so. Yeah, so you see Skara and the rest of the people there walk up the ramp over to in front of O'Neill and start giving him a military salute. The other two <laughs> soldiers do it too, but like in a funny way, because like, hey, I guess everyone's doing it. And he salutes them back. Skara is real proud because he's impressed his Earth dad, uh, while his other dad <laughs> is standing right behind him, I guess. Let, um, me, let me tell you what I thought about when all these, you know, desert planet kids are just with the uh, modern machine gunnery saluting mm-hmm. the U.S. troops. Uh, yeah. Like, this film was obviously in pre-production maybe two, three years after the Gulf War had finished? Yeah. Yeah, yes. that would uh, would have been, yes. I think the soldiers in the desert motif would have been reminiscent of the Gulf the, War to everyone the involved there, for sure. is uh, loaded, let's say, uh-huh. <laughs> at least a uh-huh. little bit. It is. Uh, it is that. For sure, not it's, not gonna well, not, not, things, no getting around it's it. It's just one of those things where, like, okay, you can put yourself in in fiction. They've only seen him do this. This is cl- this is uh-huh. just something that they're doing because, like, yeah. they respect this guy. Yeah, they they think this is the only way humans greet each other. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I I guess uh, O'Neill did shake his hand earlier, and he didn't catch on to that one. But but, but uh, the military but salute. Obviously, yeah. like, yeah, you step back and you're like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah uh 
but they're, like there's a callback to this moment in the series that actually reverses it and it's pretty good um so yeah daniel takes this opportunity to kiss his wife uh <laughs> o'neill looks over at them and goes yeah it, it's i like that they're kissing um <laughs> i enjoy this Just kind of like, all right <laughs> yeah it's, i yeah, remember okay. when i loved my wife <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's really okay so it's really funny that his wife is is like fine it's just that their uh-huh. their marriage is just destroyed like it oh yeah it, uh-huh. well funny is not you you know what i'm saying like he he's uh-huh. he, there's there he, yeah yeah, you think you'd think that he could come back and oh, you know, maybe we'll fix things or no, whatever. Uh, no, y- you want to know something about Jack O'Neill's wife, Sarah O'Neill? Does she die? While he's on this planet, she is filing for divorce. Nice. Uh, oh, no! So th- that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a wife anymore. Listen, he doesn't know it I w- yet. I, w- I do want to. I want to be fair to her. At the beginning of this movie. <laughs> He is in yep. his dead son's room, just chain smoking. Like that, yeah. that marriage is yeah, he, done. And to he's be fair. he's about to kill himself at this point. He he probably would have shot himself if right, he the, had the gu- like, Air Force yeah, people hadn't I come. I figured that was what was going on. So it's not and, like you know, they had. It didn't seem like they were maybe gonna fix it. Let's put it that way. I mean, it is hard to recover from a dead son. I I wouldn't want to, yeah. to wish this on any couple anywhere. So yeah, makes sense. And for sure, there's a whole whole ass episode dedicated to this uh like the seventh or so episode of the se- of the series so, uh, so we're gonna get into her? it sorry did he tell her that he wasn't coming back like do they explore that uh, i don't or think so because i'm going to the store like, for some yeah, milk exactly. <laughs> i mean i mean she knows that that army people came over and recruited him for something and he left and didn't say where he was going because First of all, they're clearly not talking to each other at this point. And second of all, uh, it heavily classified everything that's going on with the Stargate, and he can't tell anyone about it. So, uh, yeah, I, I presume yeah. he told his wife he was going out for a pack of smokes, and the- uh-huh. <laughs> but like he, he he comes back and he's quit smoking now. So you know, there's, life gives and takes away, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get. Uh, Suf uh, hyping everyone up for a group cheer. It's pretty good. Uh, they all give three cheers for the humans from Earth, because I guess everyone is human. Uh, oh, yeah, so we get back to, like, Skara finally shakes O'Neill's hand at this point, right before he's to step through the Stargate. Yes, he understands now. This is the other greeting. Um, they're about to step through. Uh, there's a moment where Freddy like whispers in Daniel's ear that he always knew he'd get them back, which is funny because you know he was because he was the one the most yeah uh, he was yeah. the one who's an asshole and threw his shit across yep. the desert yeah yeah it's like fuck your luggage please figure this out um, <laughs> Kowalski gives him a handshake also he says thanks they walk out uh, I guess this is the point where yeah O'Neill talks to him and he's like. He's already Daniel. Yeah, Daniel's already decided at this point that he's gonna, not going to go back. Uh, I guess he doesn't want to face the court martial for lying to the army about being able to send them back. I guess he wouldn't be court martialed because he's not in the army. But right. It would be bad for him, probably. Oh yeah. I mean, um. yeah. Uh, th- this is also. I know we talked about it already, but like, this is where I am. Like, uh, and and. I know they expand upon it, but like right in the Mm -hmm. movie, in the language of the movie, they're trying to say to you, 
and now O'Neill will be fine. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he is fine. He, he like, he, he has a, he seems to have a perfectly fine divorced dad life. Well, yeah. not that anymore. Divorced ex-dad, right. which is ouch, uh, life for like a year <laughs> before all the Stargate stuff comes back to haunt him. Right. But, because um, again, the thing that, the, the problem uh, of the fact that he was traumatized by the death of his son via a, a, mm-hmm. a, a firearm uh, is fixed mm-hmm. by him shooting a bunch of guys with firearms. Like yep. now he's good. Also, that <laughs> it's 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 very diehard. I, I, yeah. I, I found the I found it in me to start shooting guns again. I've made my peace with guns now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but he's not. Yeah, he hasn't forgiven himself for his son at this point. It's it's made very clear later. Later, but I mean, how can you really? No, but he's um, he's, he's yeah. Again, I guess not that it's like fixed, but he's like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm fine now. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know when you when you have a huge trauma in your life, you still have to live every day, right? Yeah. And he's found his way. He's found a way to live every day from this from then on, even though it's always going to be a part of him, and right? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, more of that in. Cold Lazarus, um, and then yeah. So uh, Raw, uh, sorry, Daniel hands him back Ra's, the raw pendant and says, "Give this back to Catherine. Tell tell her it brought me luck," which is uh, also going to be followed up upon later. And, Boy, uh, Jack, I would not have guessed that Catherine will be a character in the TV show. Oh, she she, she she does come back. She she doesn't come back right away, but she will show up again. Uh, I forgot like, she was in this movie by the time he says that. So, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> How could she's you not like Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. She, she she's not directly involved with the Stargate pro- program moving forward, but she's one of the few civilians outside of the base who knows about the Stargate. So when okay, Daniel sure. gets back to Earth, she kind of becomes his friend, and like they can they get to chat a little bit outside of work gotcha. while she knows everything. So, but like yeah, she's involved in a few episodes, even though she's not a central character. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So Jack steps through and. <laughs> And when they get there, the words "the end" appear on screen. Yeah, and that's and the end that's of Stargate. The, those the special effects for the gate are very cool. Uh, yeah, it's just they're cool because it's like yeah, the, that's it's like the sliders uh, effect plus the hyperspace effect. Plus, it's just like a yes. bunch. They just do a lot, and yep. I like it. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's great. And they're gonna use this uh, this effect for the Stargate. Usually, a shortened version of it. Uh, for like again, the first five or so seasons of the show. There you go. So yeah. There's no, no point in remaking special effects. Uh, so that's it. We finished Stargate. Woo. I mean, we finished the movie Stargate, uh, still, which is a tiny fraction of Stargate, uh, the holistic, complete Stargate. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun movie. I've never seen it before. I like yep. it. It's good. Yeah, I do like it. I appreciate it a lot more it, now that I have distance from it. Though, I guess the one thing I'll say is, like, if I saw that, I, I think, like, when it came out, I don't think I would have been like, ah, yes, prime for a decade uh-huh. of additional stories. Like, No, yeah. abso- absolutely I, not. I would have absolutely grin- greenlit this for a TV show. Sure, yeah, yeah. not saying yeah. that you couldn't do it. Like, uh, it makes sense. And it's just, like, watching it by itself, I wouldn't be like, well, we, like, definitely need to tell, like, a lot more about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah and the, the thing is, like, MGM clearly saw it at the time as just an IP they had, and they didn't really care 
about it much, but they were like, sure, let's license these rights here and there. And this happened a bunch with like, you had like a Robocop TV show and stuff like that. Yes. You know, there's, there was a, there was a bunch of shitty TV shows based on movies that people liked. And most of them were extremely terrible or like would last one season and stop. And Stargate really like Stargate and Buffy are the only two examples <laughs> I can think of, of things that started as movies that got middling recession receptions i guess and then grew into a whole and other buffy thing from is there like completely different this does use yeah this, i mean buffy but... is different because it was just whedon's thing from the start to the end and this was completely like the movie was conceived by roland emmerich and dean devlin which is the other screenwriter yeah. and then uh then mgm sold the rights to the franchise to these other two dudes in canada and they just made a TV show about it and completely like took it over. And it's there's no there's no like pedigree, there's no genealogy in it crea- creatively from the movie to the series. They just took a thing that was already yeah, done I, and expanded. I am upon struggling it. to think of any other examples. You're right. There's not. I can't think of a ton of like here th- th- that are su- yeah that are successful. Not much for sure. Here's the reason why I I mainly see why they picked this. Uh, it's an established IP <laughs> and it has the most yep. essential component of a syndicated TV show which is uh-huh. you have a magic device yeah. which can transport yes. your cast to a new environment every episode. This yeah. is this was exactly the pitch that sold the show is well we have this universe where we've established that we have a magic space thing that if you put the right symbols in it takes you to another planet and we can and do, we can do like early Star Trek where they just go to a weird planet every episode. Yep. Yeah. And that's what they do early on and then because the Brad Wright and Jonathan Glasner, I remember his name, were geeks, they were like, what if we did a thing where we have a plot that keeps going like big like arcs that it, go, which was like starting to happen on TV at this time, but wasn't yet the norm the way it is now? If you, yeah, if you yeah. look at like syndicated action shows in the 90s to the early 2000s, mm-hmm. you see like, so Xena and Hercules only work because every episode they're going to a air quotes new place. Like, somewhere yeah, in yes. New Zealand, but they're always going to a new yeah. section of the Mediterranean. Uh, yeah. Or Sliders, or uh, Seven Days, yeah. or there's all these TV shows. Or uh, even, like, uh, Quantum Leap and stuff like and that. Yeah. yeah, and the, the Star Trek stuff that was around yeah. there. And yeah. which, when, seven Days I, doesn't really... I was Sorry. gifted uh, the, the only season of Mortal Kombat Conquest, which was another <laughs> attempt at syndicate. Yeah. Yep. And the failing of Mortal Kombat Conquest is every episode takes place in the exact same village. There's no uh, <laughs> traveling. And that's when I clued in like, oh, that's like the actual vital element that's, of syndicated yeah, that's TV. The, that's, that's the death of it. And the only thing you can do if you have that is you do the DS9 or Babylon 5 model, which you start to have big character arcs, big story arcs, yeah. because you need your show to go somewhere and it needs to become really serialized. Or, you know, if you just pop in in one episode and it's still on the, in the same location, you're not going to watch because it's boring and at this point. And even in DS9, they go all over the fucking place. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And yeah, and Stargate kind of like hit the middle well they started like they they kind of trojan horsed their way into having a big serialized arc show by starting off as a planet of the week thing which is kind of like also what buffy did which like there's a bunch of like both these shows started in 97 like a lot of the they're like oh we'll just do goofy uh you know monster of the week thing and then Yep. Oh, whoops, we got popular, and now we can do what and we then, actually oh, want to so, do. Yeah. And then, yeah, we established in this episode that 
this other alien species that people really responded to. Let's follow up on that later. And then let's go back to Teal'c's planet and see what his family is like and everything. And you build up the universe based on that, right? So that's, that's what the whole thing is about. And that's why Stargate is real good. And also, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, the, there's a bunch of different like pillars, I, I would say, to what makes Stargate good. The, the other one is really strong team chemistry and like you have four core characters that are really well defined and just like you see their friendship build up and their relationships and it has a bunch of ship bait in it and all of that and you know uh, and also it's really funny and it's an action show so you get people watching that one just want to watch fun tv and that's how you get my favorite show which is stargate um if that's not clear yeah yet by it's, now it's fun it, 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 i i totally I, I get it. I understand why they, they went for it and, and kind of why it works. It's just like, I guess just saying like watching it, I was like, that was fun. I don't necessarily <laughs> need more of that, but it does make yeah. sense why some people thought like, oh no, but yeah. but it could be. We could do a lot more. Yeah. So. Uh, it's for sure like an uphill sell at this point, like to, to get into the series and accept that it can be a compelling universe. They, they really do get there, in my opinion, but it, 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 it does take a little while, and like there's a bunch of shitty episodes early on where they're just trying to be Star Trek, sure. and it's kind of working half With and guns, half. you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get into that next episode, uh, listeners. Uh, for us, we're gonna take a like a, a week's break from recording because I gotta move. Yeah. Um, but but besides, then we'll be yeah, back so with MacGyver. Then we'll be and back. Not Spader. Not uh-huh. Spader. Not Spader and not Kurt Russell. We're gonna have Richard Dean Anderson as Colonel Jack O'Neill, and we're gonna have on the my- podcast with <laughs> us. No, no. Oh, that would be great though. But I would, I would die. I would like sweat so hard. It would be terrible. So. Um. <laughs> the, the, I just real quick wanted to mention something that only occurred to me right before we started recording this, which is that I wanted to be on this because mm-hmm. of my huge crush on James Spader. And then uh-huh. uh, my wife has a massive crush on Richard Dean Anderson from MacGyver. <laughs> not, oh, not great. from this, but from MacGyver. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's very funny that we like swapped yeah. out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, I, I, I've never actually seen MacGyver. I'm to understand that a lot of his personality and charm came through in that show and he did a bunch of ad-libs and was really funny in that show yeah and this is also what he does on stargate yeah he's, that yes. he's always like riffing on his lines and that stuff just sort of uh, tough to watch now but it's uh, he is the reason to watch it yeah yeah my, my yeah. guy yeah. slaps like yeah. that, that mm-hmm. that's an awesome show which has not aged well he's... but not fantastic because uh-huh. it's very Cold War. Yes. Oh, well, I didn't know that part. He's great, but the the thing is, it's like there's a lot of shots of their like command center, and uh, you know, m- most people will probably get this, but uh, S- Simon Bates, uh definitely will. Their mm-hmm. command center looks way worse than the fucking Power Rangers command center, <laughs> and it, I know it's because it was that early seventies, but like the, uh-huh. that's just that part of the tech part of it really is tough mm-hmm. but but he's great yeah. so like yeah and yeah macgyver had Give no the money. phoenix foundation a yes. break yeah mm-hmm. obviously that's why he had know how to fix everything yeah. with everything it's else like, mm-hmm. it's like three seasons before he, another cast member gets added to the intro credits <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the name of the, show, the the name of the show is macgyver yeah that's all exactly. you need yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. it's not yeah stargate is stargate it's not 
It's Target SG-1 specifically. It's the name of the team in the, the title of the show. So it's about these four people. Yeah, because there's, there's more teams. Yeah, there there's, are more there's, teams. There's SG-2 through, I don't know. I think they I go... Think I don't four? know what... It's, yeah, no, they go up to like SG eleven or so. I didn't today. know that. So it's like, yeah. so it's like how Star Trek. It's like uh, there's like multiple enterprises. Even it's not just yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah, well, kind, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, it gets no. it gets established in the the pilot episode, but the, there's the SGC on Earth that's run by the Air Force, and they decide, all right, we have all these planets we need to explore, and we have to figure some shit out we have to learn about the universe we have to find some tech and find some way of defending ourselves because we pissed off the wrong aliens and so the, there's a bunch of teams that go on missions through the stargate to different planets and the main characters of the show is sg1 and jack and daniel are are on this team because they kind of start the whole thing cool. um and all the good stuff happens to them Yep. Yeah, because you, you get to see the other SG teams, and they always seem to be on real shit postings. Like, we've been on this Vancouver planet for a month, and the sun is killing everyone, and also there's a virus that's killing us, and it's not great. Please save us. Um, <laughs> Do you ever get a, a, what is it, Power Rangers SPD, where one of the teams goes turncoat? Oh, you, you oh, get any bad uh, teams? Yeah. You get bad SG team members. I don't think we ever get an entire team. Turn- oh, 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 wait, uh, no, sorry. There's the, the first I commandment. May? Yeah, there, there's the first commandment, which is a uh, early on episode. That that that's the one that is uh, basically Heart of Darkness in space. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So they all go. So like, yeah. it's not it's not the whole team. It's SG something. I don't even know if they say it, but like the leader of this team basically believes the natives that he's a god and then he has his right hand man that stays with him and like the other two members of this team are not into it and they try to go home and warn them and one of them gets killed for it and it's a real bad situation gotcha um Cool. Yeah, so th- that's this, this the whole thing. Also, SG-3 is Marines, and the rest of the teams are Air Force. That's a thing. It's like there's some tension there for some reason. Oh, it's, yeah, because there has to be that's, some inter... That's how that works, uh, yeah. is uh, why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're always, like, real shitty and sniping at each other whenever they're together. It's pretty good. There's one team that's Coast Guard, but no one gives a shit about yeah. them. <laughs> it's like, I guess you can't. If we, find, if, we find, if, we find a, yeah, if we find a coast out there, we'll call you, okay? Is, All right. is that not what, There's a water is, planet. Is that not what Stargate Atlantis is about? The Coast Guard team? I mean, no. I mean, so Atlantis is... Okay, the, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Team. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Atlantis is when uh, the U.S. goes... It would be nice if, when we do our next big Stargate thing, we, it wasn't just the U.S. And no. so, oh, you have a bad view of the U.S. That is absolutely not what happens. Oh it's no, the U.S. It's the U.N. Oh, saying, the, yeah, it's US, the U.N. That, yeah. stop handling all the Stargate shit. Yeah, we need to handle this shit together. Yeah. look what you've brought upon us. Uh, yeah, and it's like a civilian <laughs> international cooperation operation that goes there. Like the the leader of the Atlantis team is a civilian and not a general, as it is on earth and stuff yes uh, so, so i'm gonna blow blow y'all's minds atlantis is not on earth it's on a planet <laughs> that is completely covered by water um they're but, like uh, we did desert already this is the logical uh-huh. opposite <laughs> well it started in the hd era yeah so mm-hmm. they were like they were like fuck the f- fuck yeah. real locations it, we got yeah. cg now <laughs> i mean it's it's all what all the scenes that are on Atlantis are on their Atlantis set, obviously, and then they go to other planets that are also Vancouver Forest, so yes. it's fine. Um, <laughs> but that's that's still ways yeah, away. Yeah, it'd be cool to see see all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And then Stargate Universe is on a spaceship. They're just in space on a spaceship in that. Um, it's Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, yeah, it's it's very much Battlestar Galactica in more than one way. Uh, look forward to that. Look forward to Stargate SG-1 next week. Uh, Children of the Gods Part 1, because yeah. we're going to do the first half of the pilot episode, because uh, it's a double-decker. Cool. Uh, it's one of few of those in over the, the series. Most of the episodes are just single length. Uh, we have one listener question oh, nice. that we got uh, <laughs> from... <laughs> From our friend Laura Hollow on, uh, or is it Laura Halo? I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter. Uh, when I posted a prompt for question, his, he sent over a question that the question is only for people, for gateheads, I guess, because the question <laughs> is Floppy Daniel or Buff Daniel. So Floppy Daniel, as you can imagine, is uh, Daniel with long hair, as you can see uh, in the movie, played by uh, James Spader, and also early in the series, played by Michael yes. Shanks. Uh, and Buff Daniel is when Michael Shanks gets tired of wanting to look like James Spader and starts looking like, sorry, this. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so that happens later in the series. Uh, How does that make you feel, Zach? It, it makes me feel like uh, Billy Cranston yeah, and James absolutely. Spader had a baby. It, it's <laughs> like when, yes, it's exactly the same. It's like when David Yost in Power Rangers decided, I'm buff as hell. Why am I dressing like a nerd? I'm just going to stop doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like this. I like Floppy Daniel. <laughs> yeah, for the record, he Buff Daniel deci- also looks... Yeah, Buff Daniel looks like he's about to ask to see my business card. Yeah, or, uh-huh. or for my papers. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah he but does look it, like a bouncer. He looks like a he looks uh-huh. like a bouncer that you would run into at, at eleven eleven p.m. Yeah, which the, is ironic the, because club. like it does coincide with him starting. Well, not starting, but I guess this is after he gets over his whole wife guy arc and like he dates other women over the course of the show, and that more or less coincides with him looking like this, and. um yeah, that's also around when he becomes truly like the moral center of the show. So like you compare him to a cop, but he kind of like actually is the the A cap guy on the team. I guess he's he's the he's the the, the he's the woke gotcha. member of the U.S. Air Force uh, space team. Yeah, I don't I, I don't <laughs> love the look. The I I like the I I know I get it because he's like listen I'm I've been doing this for way longer than James uh-huh. Spader. I would like to stop cosplaying uh-huh. as someone else. Basically, I I yeah. get it, but yeah. I like the floppy more. He, he does keep the round glasses like for the whole series. Sure. But- like ironically, whenever you see a different version of him, either because there's like a flash forward to the future or an alternate universe or a robot clone of him or something, he either <laughs> wears no glasses or like little rectangle glasses to differentiate himself. It's, the, it's, it's the, pretty funny. That's the the little tiny mustache uh, of yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, we're gonna see alternate almost everyone like late in season one. It's pretty funny what they do with Tilk especially. Um, yes. Uh, I'm gonna, you will come to love for not for for not watching the series. You will come. I hope mm-hmm. to love and cherish Tilk. Tilk is MVP. Uh, he's played by Christopher Judge, who you probably know as the voice of Kratos now uh, from God of War. Uh, but he's in that. He's through all ten seasons. He, I think, he, I I could be wrong, but I think I read somewhere that Christopher Judge is the only actor that appears in every Stargate SG One episode. Really? Uh, yeah. Amanda Tapping is close, but she misses a couple. Um, huh. Yeah, because Tilk is a main cast member for all ten seasons, and there's only him and uh, Carter that 
for whom that's the case. Just looking at these two, or I guess three photos, uh, I'm going to throw my support behind floppy Daniel. Yeah. Uh, as opposed <laughs> to Daniel, who decides to look like Hal Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said Th- he's that. ACAB, but he really looks like a cop, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't like, I don't love or hate his look either way, really. The, the, the thing is, I'm going off character, and I know that Floppy Daniel is associated with a bunch of misguided early attempts at 90s wokeness from sure, cis male sure. white writers. I gotcha. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't, I, 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 I like the haircut. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the '90s skater. Uh, the the, uh, the cut. other thing that's the other thing that's funny is that in season nine, Ben Browder from Farscape joins the main cast, and they were yeah, worried. Yeah, they they were worried that people wouldn't tell uh, Michael Shanks and Ben Browder apart. They look and a lot alike. They they do look similar, and their solution for this is for the whole first arc of season nine. Daniel Jackson has a beard, and like they were, well, he has a beard now, and it's fine. And they actually make fun of that later on. Very good. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, their characterizations could not be more. Oh, it's uh, different for sure. Like ben, 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 ben Browder is Ben yeah, Browder. <laughs> yeah, M- Mitch, Mitchell is really fun because he walks. Okay, behind the scenes. When Ben Browder learned that he had uh, gotten cast on Stargate, uh, he had never watched the show. He bought all the, the seasons on DVD of the show, watched every one of them, every episode, like he binged the whole thing before his first day on set. And then he got there and he started like correcting the writers on lore and stuff. <laughs> and they make constant reference to that in the series itself because Cameron Mitchell is the guy who's read every SG-1 report and he knows everything That's like the back of his good. hand. And he's like kind of like a Stargate fanboy at the same time. They, it's real funny. Um, cool. Anyway, season... Yeah, so that's season nine. Uh, join us God, next, yeah, we next got a week, while. <laughs> listeners, season for one. season one yeah. of Stargate SG One, episode one, Children of the Gods, first half of it. Uh, cool. So uh, let's go around the table. Zach, is there anything you want to plug? You should listen to Teenagers Attitude. It's a fun show where we talk about Power Rangers, and we were, are now in uh, the first season that's like not connected to the early shit. So if you mm-hmm. like just want to listen to a show about a mid 90s very low budget action show that's not this uh give it a shot it's fun <laughs> great thanks eric anything you want to plug uh starting may 8th is mm. the next sumo tournament yeah. so if you have ever thought about checking out sumo or have any questions about sumo uh you can send them to me on twitter at the moon rules that's mm-hmm. d-a-m-o-o-n-r-u-l-z and i will be happy to point you to exciting matches uh an intro to sumo and then every night for 15 nights starting may 8th in the audio entropy discord a group of us will get together to watch the daily highlights of the very top division thanks that's awesome uh, Kavika, anything you want to say or plug? I don't have anything to plug. I just uh, hope that everybody's enjoying this, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to starting the uh, series proper. Great. Jimmy Dean, anything else you want to say to the audience before we log off? No, uh, I, I will not plug my Twitter, because um, I just mm-hmm. follow socialists and uh, muscular women, so <laughs> leave me to my uh-huh. dark uh, 
section of the internet. And, and, and you work for a uh, special ops. Uh, uh, a st- Stargate thing, and you go to space, and it's highly classified, and they wouldn't like all all of those lives to La- la- overlap. Last week, I suggested, I recommended Ally McBeal. Uh, I'm also going to recommend uh-huh. Felicity. Uh, every week, great. I'm going to recommend a TV show that's wildly that's different great. from Stargate. That's the content. Yeah, that's the content I want from you, Jimmy <laughs> Dean. Thank you so much for bringing this to our great podcast over here, and to the audience. I will say. See you all next week. Enjoy Stargate. Hope I don't die during my move. And uncree everyone. Bye. <laughs> to all the gateheads out there, I say later, gators. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>